0: Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual and spirited community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. And we're very glad for those of you who are joining us on the Facebook live stream. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in anyone, everyone, and we... Don't know really how to greet the divine in one another this morning. We're experimenting. And so what I would like you to do is greet one another in the comments, to the side of the Facebook stream, or to the bottom, however yours works. If you like. Um, Bear Kolesqua is monitoring the comments, so he will be able to tell us what you're saying if you want him to. I just want to say... I know you all are watching in many different situations. And some of you have children bouncing around in the background and they've been there for days. Hmm. And some of you are alone and lonely. Some of you are working from home or trying to. Some of you are medical professionals and you're on the front lines and we thank you. And we pray for your protection. But mostly we pray for good gear that will protect you. <laughs> anyway, I just want you to know we see you and we know you're there. So welcome to all members of First UU Austin and welcome to all of you who are not members who are joining us from far away. If you're joining us from a smaller congregation, when we ask for your support toward the offering part of the um, service um I'm asking for you to support your own congregation because all of the churches need all of us at this time. Anyway, welcome, and we greet you in the name of the spirit of truth and the spirit of light and the spirit of love. Let us say the chalice-lighting words together. Deep calls unto deep. Joy calls unto joy, light calls unto light. Let the kindling of this flame rekindle in us the inner light of love, of peace, of hope. And as one flame lights another, nor grows the less, we pledge ourselves to be bearers of the light wherever we are. Our call to worship is uh, from the book The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern, who I believe is a white American author. And there are never really endings, happy or otherwise. Things keep going on, they overlap and blur. Your story is part of your sister's story as part of many other stories and there's no telling where any of them may lead. This congregation has a mission statement we wrote it maybe 11 years ago and we revisited it a few years ago and changed it a bit and we wrote it on our wall in the sanctuary and we say it together every Sunday because it helps us know what we're here for. Together, together we souls, transform, transform lives, and, and do justice
1: to build, build the, the beloved, beloved community. community.
0: What do we mean by beloved community? Well, you can look it up. We have a poster in our fellowship hall, but there's no one in there right now. (laughs) And you can look it up on uh, the internet, just Martin Luther King Jr. Center, definition of beloved community. I want to say that those of us who are white are trying to wake up to the culture that tries to keep those of us who identify as white, kind of asleep and ignorant. Um, I just wanna say one thing. Sister Rosetta Tharp was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that woman invented rock and roll. Why has it taken so long for that to happen? Because we've been asleep and we don't notice those of us who identify as white And then we don't notice what we don't notice because we're blind to our own blind spots. We're trying to wake up. We're trying. Uh, So let's approach this with curiosity. That's my recommendation.
2: I have a story for us today. The story is written as if it's for children, but I think it speaks to all of us today. It's called The Invisible String by Patrice Karst, illustrated by Jeff Stevenson. Liza and Jeremy, the twins, were asleep one calm and quiet night. Suddenly, it began to rain very hard. Thunder rumbled until it got so loud that it woke them up. "'Mommy, mommy!' they cried as they ran to her. "'Don't worry, you two. It's just the storm making all that noise. Go back to bed.' "'We want to stay close to you,' said Jeremy. "'We're scared.' Mom said, "'You know we're always together.' "'No matter what. "'But how can we be together when you're out here "'and we're in bed?' said Liza. "'Mom held something right in front of them and said, "'This is how.' "'Rubbing their sleepy eyes, "'the twins came closer to see what Mom was holding. "'I was about your age when my mommy first told me "'about the invisible string.' "'I can see a string,' said Jeremy. "'You don't need to see the invisible string.' People who love each other are always connected by a very special string made of love. But if you can't see it, how do you know it's there? Said Liza. Even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it with your heart and know that you are always connected to everyone you love. When you're at school and you miss me, your love travels all the way along the string until I feel it tug on my heart. And when you tug it right back, we feel it in our hearts, said Jeremy. Does Jasper the cat have an invisible string? Liza asked. She sure does, said mom. And best friends like me and Lucy, asked Liza. Best friends too. How far can the string reach? Anywhere and everywhere, mom said. Would it reach me even if I were on a submarine deep in the ocean, asked Jeremy. Yes, Mom said, even there. Or a mountain climber, even there. A ballerina in France, even there. A jungle explorer, even there. How about an astronaut out in space? Yes, even there. Then Jeremy quietly asked, "'Can my string reach all the way to Uncle Brian in heaven?' "'Yes, even there.' "'Does the string go away when you're mad at us?' "'Never,' said Mom. "'Love is stronger than anger, and as long as love is in your heart, "'the string will always be there. "'Even when you get older and can't agree about things like what movie to see "'or who gets to ride in the front seat or what time to go to bed, "'oh, that's right, you two should be in bed!' And with that, they all laughed as Mom chased the twins back to their beds. Within a few minutes, they were asleep, even though the storm was still making the same loud noises outside. As they slept, they started dreaming of all the invisible strings they have and all the strings their friends have and their friends have and their friends have until everyone in the world was connected by invisible strings. And from deep inside they could now clearly see no one is ever alone.
1: Our reading is from the book Second Glance by Jody Picoult. She's a white author of over 25 books, and she lives in Hanover, New Hampshire with her family. Heroes didn't leap tall buildings or stop bullets with an outstretched hand. They didn't wear boots and capes. They bled, and they bruised, and their superpowers were as simple as listening or loving. Heroes were ordinary people who knew that even if their own lives were impossibly knotted, they could untangle someone else's. And maybe that one act could lead someone to rescue you right back.
0: So, I wanted to start. We're having a discussion this morning about what um, community means to us, and I want to start just by saying, I imagine you're doing the same thing. We're going through phases of dealing with this Miss Rona, the virus, and we're hunkering down, or we're working in peril or we're just working and trying to stay six feet away from everybody, we're trying to take care of our children while we work, is a very weird time for all of us. And so I think what I'm doing, and I'm just imagining that I'm normal, (laughs) (laughs) is um, I'm going through phases of dealing with this. Sometimes I'm just like in the hero phase, which we all get to for Sunday morning, so we can keep the flame going here <laughs> for us all on Sunday morning. And the hero phase is is pretty much most of our normal everyday like I can do this, I can get through this, we can make this happen, we can keep connected even though we're in this in our own separate homes or working behind personal protective gear. And then there comes a different craze. Uh I get in the brat phase where I go, I'm so mad at this virus. I'm so mad that we all have to stay home. I'm so mad that my son, who's a pulmonary doctor, is in such peril. I'm so mad that people I love are in peril. I'm so mad. When is this going to be over? I demand to know. I want to see the manager. <laughs> That takes a lot of energy, though, so usually I go through that phase pretty quickly. (laughs) Uh, There's another phase that I go through that I don't know if y'all go through, but I think you do because I've been watching on Facebook. Uh, The overwhelmed phase. One of my dear ones said, I just want to lie in the backyard and listen to music and cry. And some of us just sit on the couch and cry. I have a Facebook friend whose family decided, uh, they're all hunkering down together, they decided to play a trick on her, a prank, and they were like, Mom, Mom, the toilet's overflowing. And she said, I just sat down on the couch and started to sob. And it took her most of the day to get back to whatever normal is. And you know, a lot of us were kind of overwhelmed before this even started. Anxious and overwhelmed and nervous and mad and sad and upset. And now, this overwhelm is pretty appropriate. Then there's the phase of being depressed. And some of us, some among us, are fighting depression all the time anyway. And now, to be separate from everyone, not be able to go out and do the things that helped you keep your depression at bay, it's awful. And I'm sorry if you're one of the ones that depression is clawing at. Uh, Then I think there's a vegetable stage, which I think looks a lot like overwhelm, where you just kind of sit and do this with the remote and become numb. Uh, Harder to do if you have small children at home. There's a grieving stage where you just really in sorrow about all of this. When I'm grieving, now this is just me, but I'm a word person, and I just want to tell you about the lamentations form. It's a biblical form. A lamentation is a poem that you write, and each line starts with a letter of the alphabet, and you take them in order. So the first line would start with an A, and the second line would start with a B, and it's all just what you're mad and sad and upset about. I like writing Lamentations. If you want to write one and put it on the uh, church's Facebook page, uh, that would be great. Maybe I'll write one, and you can write yours in the comments. Some people are inspired. I get inspired sometimes by the courage of people, our folks, here's what I'm really proud of. Our folks who never used Zoom before are now learning Zoom. And our folks who have felt like, ew, I don't wanna go on Facebook, that's icky, are now finding it better and less icky than going out in public and touching everything that everybody else has touched. And so this social media that everyone said was gonna be the death of relationships is now what's keeping our relationships going. So right now, I'm in my hero phase. I'm a firstborn Virgo. It's easy for me to get into the hero phase. And I feel like if I could just think hard enough, (laughs) I could fix this for everybody. What have you been thinking about, Kelly?
2: I've been in the hero phase too. My reaction was also to kick everything into high gear and say, we can keep everything going. We can get everyone connected. We can make it all happen. And actually, we kind of have. It's been amazing. A lot of people have come (laughs) together to make that happen. And seeing that happen has made me think more about community and what community means and what this church community means. It makes me think about the story I just read, The Invisible String, about how we're all connected no matter what, even if we can't see each other. Um, Zoom has been really amazing. I've used Zoom a lot in the past for classes and connecting with other religious educators, but this week, I've gotten to connect with the management team here, and then in the last few days, with all of our advisors and religious education teachers, and then this morning, we had all of our classes online, and it was totally crazy. We had over 50 people in the Zoom room all coming in at the same time, and I was quickly trying to put them all in their groups, but it was wonderful. It was so good to see everyone's faces, and one of the special benefits of Zoom from home is that you get to see people's pets especially people's cats, which you don't normally get to see at the animal blessing service. We get to meet each other's cats. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful. And um, I've been thinking about the story from the Christian Bible of the loaves and fishes. And the story is where Jesus is teaching and he's got a gazillion people there and it's late in the day and they don't have any food and someone produces two fish and five loaves of bread and somehow it manages to feed everybody. And it's a miracle. And there's a retelling of this story by a famous um, UU religious educator in which a child is the one who comes forward and says, it's kind of getting late in the day, and Jesus and his disciples are saying, oh, what are we going to do? Should we send everyone to town to get food? And the kid says, I've got, you know, some fish and these, this bread. And Jesus smiles and says, great. And he holds them up, and he gets everyone quiet, all of the multitudes, and says a prayer of thanksgiving over the loaves and the fish. I love this, that there's a prayer of Thanksgiving. And everyone is like, what? Why would you be thankful for it? That's not enough to feed everyone. What's going to happen? But then everyone starts looking in their bags. And it turns out they had some raisins and some dried seaweed. And they had some, you know, beef jerky. And they start sharing that around, too. And I'm thinking there must have been a lot of parents of two-year-olds in this audience because you know <laughs> that they've got good snacks. So everyone starts sharing. And as they pass around the loaves and the fishes and the raisins and the beef jerky, everyone is fed. And to me, that is the miracle, that by all coming together, that is how we are nourished. And I think about our mission statement, together we nourish souls. Not the ministers nourish souls, but together, all together. And so I'm really hopeful that everyone can use these opportunities we have for meeting on Zoom. And we can remember that as a church community, this is our mission, to nourish each other's souls and so for those of us who have the dried cranberries in our backpack on that day, we can share them. And for those who are coming with no food of our own, we can come
0: to be fed, to be nourished. Amen. Mm-hmm. Chris, what have you been thinking about community?
1: Oh, you know, first I want to say how moved I have been that our folks are already reaching out to each other. They're making phone calls. They're sending emails. I, too, love seeing the kitties and puppies and other critters on Facebook. Um and I just wanted to underline that everything that Meg described, all those ways of being and feeling, that's okay. That's okay. That's why we have each other. And we can be both the hero and the help. I'm the one that's more likely to reach out and check on people. But what I don't do is go, Meg, I'm falling apart. I need you. you know? <laughs> it, it's harder for me to do that. So I have to learn to also be the one that gets help and one thing I loved that Meg did earlier this week is we were on a Zoom call together with staff, and she's like, okay, Chris, you and I are the extroverts. I'm going to be at the church later. We will stay six feet apart, but we need to be in a room together. <laughs> and so we met up and you know, kept our space, but we were able to be together uh, in person in that way. So um, know that we're here, and know that we know you're here too. And that our spirits are connected by those strings like in the story Kelly read.
2: Can I say one more thing? Of course. That thing you read about heroes made me think of the X-Men and about Wolverine. And you know how Wolverine's bones and his claws are made of this like super, it's the strongest stuff in the world. It cuts through rock. Is it adamantium? adamantium. Yeah, it's adamantium. I'm, I'm envisioning that invisible string is made out of adamantium.
0: <laughs> it's the strongest stuff
2: in the world. It's not like a frayed thread that could just snap. It's like we're all connected like that.
0: Excellent. And when I hear the reading that Chris did about heroes and how their superpower is listening and loving and showing their bruises, I think about those of you who have already started calling each other, calling people that you're thinking about calling or emailing or texting somebody who came to your mind. The people in the church have been beginning to make uh, email groups and calling groups and texting groups and you've been thinking about the uh, older folks that you see by themselves in the coffee hour and maybe giving them a call this is heroic work and this is the church at work this is the church leaving the building and we've often said we would love to see the church leave the building from now on um, or from time to time but we we are seeing it happening And so if you all have an urge to call someone, or if someone you don't know calls you and says they're from the church, please don't hang up on them. (laughs) (laughs) Because you may not know them, but they're trying to reach out to you. And so I want to thank you all for being here. And now we just want to take a breath and sing our song again. Thank mm-hmm. you. So this is the time when we normally and gratefully receive the morning offering. There should be a link in the comments of where you can click to offer something to keep the flame alive in this congregation, or um, I imagine you can go to your own congregation's homepage and give a donation to them. We're going to have some music, so you'll have a moment to do that unless you're trying to make a sandwich for a two year old. (laughs) say the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. And now let us uh, sing the benediction together.